The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul, I'm tired, and he's still in Alan Main Dreamland. Our thanks to Paul Smirnitsky for our guest last week and sharing his tangerine story, and a man proud of his hobby craft loyalty card and the points you can collect. You can follow us on social media, we are at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Air and Partick Reviews, the Scrandis Liga, Alan Main, the Reserves, the Academy, the Women's Team, the Loan Report, On This Day with the Arab Archive, and does an uncooked tatty scone with butter count as a sandwich? It's all coming up on episode 37 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Wilson, and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So we are here with episode 37, Just My Age. Welcome to you, Paul. What a week. It's been a busy week. <laughs> a very busy week. So uh, last Sunday, we sat here. Paul was our guest, other Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a broad chat. We got to see his, uh, what he does with his hobby craft, loyalty points. And then uh, we're like, we've got Air. We've got Partick. We'll be all right. So Tuesday night, off you went. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. Uh, yeah, uh, myself, my old man and Martin, we all headed down, met up with my uncle Billy, went into a boozer down there, uh, a couple of pre-match pots, and uh, in the corner of this boozer there was like a wee buffet or the remains of a buffet that was left over for like earlier in the day or, or week, possibly, and we were eyeing up because me and Martin are a couple of greedy so-and-sos, and there was uh, what looked like tatty scones, from a distance, so we crept up on it as you do, and sure enough, it was tatty scones. So uh, we were joking about that, thinking, "What puts tatty scones in a buffet?" So anyway, I thought, "No, I know it," and I went to the toilet and I come back, and I could see Martin's big, big greedy paw grabbing any of these tatty scones. But it was like a tatty scone, no cooked. But he didn't can that at that point. We had a layer of margarine on it. We another bit of tatty scone on top, so it was a piece or a sandwich of your posh. And uh, you want to see Martin's face when he bought into that. That was an absolute picture. It made my night. So, so to start the evening off you before he went to the game. Tatty scone. Peace. Dev- <laughs> right, tatty scone. Peace. He was devastated. <laughs> I was howling at him. And if anybody thinks we've made that up, oh, that's there gospel. will be photo proof yeah, that's gospel. Up, put up this week. So did Martin's night get any better? Uh, it did a wee bit because he had to get that taste out of his mouth. So when he went into the ground, uh, if we jump ahead to the Scrandis Liga, uh, Martin got himself chips, cheese and curry sauce for the wee hut. Do you know the chilli sauce? No, nah, it was curry sauce. Was he, it? Uh, he was calling it chilli sauce. It wasn't a chilli sauce. It's curry sauce. Oh. But uh, he thought that was the best thing he'd eat in our season at the football. Chips, cheese and curry sauce is... I've never heard it. Horrendous material. Yeah, well, that's that's what I thought. But Horrendous material. But he said it was the best thing he's tasted. Really? So, yeah. But, like, that was the high and the low point of his, of his whole day, <laughs> of probably. Of his eating day. Yeah. Because <laughs> the bit in between wasn't up to much. The big question is, was it better than what you were served at East End Park? I mean, food and football. <laughs> mm, it was. The football, the football was, it was definitely a little bit better. Uh, on Tuesday night, but it, it was still wasn't a great. Uh, neither team were any good. I didn't think, and it just 
I never felt like anybody was going to ever win it. It had nothing's up, wrote an hour at pretty much the early doors. Ever looked like losing the game? No, no, I, I didn't. I never felt that we would lose it. I never felt that we would score. Uh, bar, there was maybe one wee attack in the first half in the far end. But no, it was just, it was just the way it was. It was, I mean, obviously the managers come out after it and say it's a difficult place to go. And if I'm being honest, right, driving down there, I probably would have accepted a point because I was looking at the two games together, Air and Partick, thinking, right, well, we've got to get like four points from that. So I probably would have thought, you'll get, you'll, if you're accepting that, you'll take the point from Air. But like, they were there for the taking, but we just didn't, uh, we we done nothing like enough to, to merit full points on the night. How's your record then at Somerset Park? Uh, viewed for no one's... Uh, you seen a two, goal yet? No, nah, no goals. Nah, no for United anyway. Uh, two two and a half up draws and a three nil and a two nil or something. Yeah. Uh, Good times. <laughs> oh, it's my favourite venue. Any scran? Uh, what did I get? Curry sauce and chips. Oh. And a burger. <laughs> Actually served on a burger roll this time, no on a hot dog roll. Oh, that was the like place. The last that, time, yeah, uh, that was the place where uh, Noel, that drives a berry bus, got, got the. He got burger on a hot dog roll, and so I think Jonas later on had hot dogs on a burger roll or uh, something. Uh. Well, onions that I definitely not seen a pan. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. It's no, it's not my favourite place on earth. That's for sure. But uh, Guess nah, could bite it though. Eh? It wasn't up to much on Tuesday. No. Nah. And the uh, the big thing is uh, get to play it again last day of the season, at least at Tanadice. At least at Tanadice, <laughs> yeah. Where the scran's slightly better and so is our form. Yes. And hopefully by then, that'll be a formality. So fast forward from Tuesday, mm. you're obviously counting down days. Couldn't wait. Till you got to uh, Saturday, the Partick Thistle at home. Mm. Uh, as always, we don't have much team news going into it. A lot of speculation on social media. A lot of people saying, here's the team that should play. Obviously, we don't know about injuries and stuff like that. And we got a small bit of hope when we were told in a group chat that we're in that Callum Butcher wasn't with the injured boys the day. Mm-hmm. And we all thought, yes. And then the team come out. Yeah. And he was never and he to be was sat next to me. Yeah. Or along for me. Um, and one change from Tuesday. So being a guy that's seen Tuesday... Mm-hmm into there was it a merit of change Louis for Pollock yeah Louis wasn't great on Tuesday uh, I, and I think it's been that way for a wee while I think he's a wee bit out of form but again I cut him a lot of slack because he's played all season he's mm. a young lad yeah and he's played in numerous positions you know he's been all over the pitch been left wing right wing up front I personally want to see him up front if he's in the team uh, so I could I could see why he dropped out but I don't think that Paula had merited getting back in so quickly. Mm. Uh, what other changes would you have made based on what you seen <laughs> Tuesday? Uh, well, Ian Harks had a good game. He had a good game, and he had to though. I mean, we said that. Yeah, he had a good game on Tuesday, and he he was quite good yesterday for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Certainly, first half he was excellent. I thought, uh, but I'm getting I'm shoehorning in glass to that team somehow some way yeah. uh, I know there's some people we've, I've mentioned it before there's some people that kind of focus on what he can do but but I'm not one of them I'm focusing on what he can do he's he's unpredictable to play against uh, he's always looking for space there's a wee spark about him there's something about him you know he's willing to, to try things 
he's two footed, he's direct, he's two-footed. he he's, wants the ball, he's creative, and we didn't, we didn't seem to, we, we didn't seem to have much creativity, you know. Obviously, Nielsen's setting us up to get all, well, it seems to be anyway, f- to me, that we're looking to get most of our creativity down the wings. But the wingers are, we're not playing well. And if, I mean, for example, we've got Bingham out on the right wing. And like boys are getting on his back because he's not playing great, but he's no a winger. To me, he's no a winger if he's in that team. I mean, I think there was a spell yesterday, maybe for about five minutes, it seemed, where he was actually up front and there was a couple of balls over the top. And the boy, the boy has got blinding pace. That's how we should be utilising yeah. his his strengths in, in our team. We shouldn't be putting him on the wing because as fast as he is, he doesn't seem to want to take a man on. Like if it was me and I was that fast, I would just knock it as far as I could and just beat the boy in a foot race. Like but, what McMullen does normally. Yeah, yeah, when he's on for him. But uh, yeah, we've, we've just not been creating anything. So glass or mockery, you know, just give them a chance. Mm. I mean, after the game, Nielsen's come out and in his Arab Zone interview, he's he's justified it in a way by saying, look, yeah, the intention was to bring Declan back and give him game time, but it's hard to play youngsters when we're in a, when your team's struggling. Now, I get that. Like from week to week, we we are kind of struggling for forum just now, but we're seventeen points clear. If you can't, at worst case, eleven, of course. So that's that's four games, mm. and the goal difference is through the roof. If the pressure's no off at this stage, then I don't know when is the pre- what we're going to be like when next season when we're in the top league and things are tight. Are we going to give anybody a chance other mm. than like the tried and trusted mm. in the manager's eyes? So I would definitely. Definitely give like glass or even alternate them. Like say to glass, right? You're going to get the first seventy minutes every week, but after seventy minutes, I'm bringing you off, barn injury, and mockery. You're going to get twenty minutes. Mm. Just blood these guys. Yeah. Give them a game. I agree. And Sporla, I would, I would get Sporla in that team uh, yeah, as well I, somehow. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have to. I agree with that because we a, a lot of our play does come wide, mm-hmm. and our fullbacks and our wingers. Crossing hasn't been of a high standard. No. We're no. putting a lot of hopeful balls in or maybe no enough. And maybe out of 20 crosses, two or three of them might be, there's a chance, mm-hmm. but the rest are just either too easy to be cut out. Or You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've said it a few times. When a winger gets down the line, it doesn't always need to go in the air or be chipped in. Smash that ball across the yeah. goal. Anything Just could happen. Anything. Yep. Mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought yesterday, yesterday, obviously where I am, I'm behind the dugouts type thing. So you're, it's always the um, the Paul McMullen, Liam Smith side. Uh, you you get a real close look at it because you are so. And even that, sometimes I'm I'm watching them really closely without focusing who's in the box because usually I'd be drawn to what what else is going on. But I was really focused on it at times. There's no excuse for the pitch. It's not great. The Inverness game's cut up a little bit. But just get the ball at your feet. Whip your foot around it. I know we make it sound a lot easier than it is. Mm-hmm. You know, because Lon Shatland right now is feeding on scraps or F all. Yeah, he had he had one chance yesterday uh, and it was a good save from Fox, mm-hmm. in all fairness. It was the second half from a corner. Uh but but yeah, I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing things online and on f- uh, like forums and Twitter, social media, where like Nielsen's getting it tight because in people's uh, eyes we're set up or he's setting us up negatively. I don't think that we're being set up negatively. 
I think that we are being set up overly cautious for for whatever reason. Uh, and again, every time I make this argument, there's a wee man on my other shudder saying, you're an arsehole, McNichol, because you're 17 points ahead and the league is all but done. And I get that. But it's like we've got this points gap and we're just trying to just crawl over the line. And I, I repeat that phrase every bloody week. It, it feels like now. a crawl at the moment. Yeah, I mean, just... Okay, I get that Jamie Robson was a wee bit out for him, and he's. I, I personally don't think he's hit the heights since he got that injury down at Queen of the South, where he missed a couple of games, and he's come back and he's no been great. Uh, so I get that we were going to take him out of the team, but if it's me, give Sporla a chance. Just put him in because he he gives you something going forward. I get, and it's I, also unpredictable, which I quite like. He is unpredictable, like but. But the fact that we chose to, or we've chosen to put Reynolds back in, like I, I get that he's a good enough defender in the, at this level, but that takes away from one side of our attacking intent. Yeah, yeah like Liam Smith will get forward. Reynolds can get forward as well, but like with the best will in the world, he's 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 no great going he's no forward. Back. His defensively yesterday certainly he was he was decent. No complaints, but right. distribution I thought was bang average. So well. Somebody was really having a go at him, right? And I didn't think he was that bad that wanted he was, I can't mind, was it a disaster? So I can't mind the phrase, but I was like, nah. Like, I, don't get me wrong, right? He's centre half. Mm-hmm. He's been put to left back. It's not his position. Mm-hmm. But from a defensive point of view, apart from when three of them chased down the one boy in the second half, yeah. and uh, I thought Shanklin was going to take him out, yeah. That's how what was going on here, and I think it was uh, Reynolds that took him out in the end. But I was screaming that that happened ten yards ahead. Oh, it should have. But yeah, of course it should have, because Christ, we nearly gave away a penalty because we waited yeah. and waited and waited before we yeah. took the. And I had in. total visions that going to the top bin. Yeah, but so did, so did miss people. <clears throat> but I actually, I didn't think he did too bad. No, that, you know, no, that's what I'm saying. Like defensively, he he probably done his job. And I will tell you what, though, you you mentioned it the other week about Mark Conley when he battles a big man. You saw it again yesterday. Mm-hmm. Two boys who want to have a go, especially Rodden. That's the battle I want to see him in. Yeah. You know, just see when we're playing we against weird players. Just tap me the team. Mm. See when it's a battle. Because I thought he won that battle pretty well yesterday. And you know what? It was a good old-fashioned scrap. The two of them were at it. There was hands every place they were mm-hmm. throwing. And, he, well, there was choice language towards the linesman quite a lot. For of the, course, both yeah. of them. But yeah. it was a good battle. Uh-huh. Paul Watson didn't have his best game. No. I've no seen the foul back, but the uh, way I've seen it is left arm disappeared and I went, oh no. It's, it's. I mean, if I go, uh, if that's, if you're taking your son or whatever or your daughter to play football and you're watching them and they do that on the pitch after the game, you'd be like, oh, what are you doing? How yeah. daft do you hate to be? <clears throat> because his initial attempt to stop the boy getting past him is pathetic. He, be, he almost turns his back on the boy and allows him past him. Yeah. And then when he's in the box, you kinda, you just cannot be putting your hands on anybody because they'll just, they'll just drop. So apparently, mm. uh, and uh, Brian from the Arab Archive uh, looked at this, and including shootouts and cups and playoffs, um, twenty-three penalties scored, one missed, zero saved for Benji. I thought he was unlucky as well, but that does include three shootouts. Mm-hmm. But still, it's no great. A lot but of averages, yeah. on the other side of it, you had two really big saves. Oh, definitely. Uh, the one from Brian Graham, 
was a bit of balls up in the defence because the boy broke through. I, I can't mind if it was Rudden or no, but like it was like Connolly thought, Watson, you go to him. Watson thought, yeah, Connolly, yeah, you yeah, go yeah. him. And nobody bloody went to him. <laughs> and then eventually the ball got played out of Brian Graham and fair play to Benji, he was off his line. Like he wouldn't have scored that anyway. Shocking Brian Graham. <laughs> Probably would have skinned the keeper and fell out on the line or yeah. something. But it was a great save. Can we, can we just have a moment to take in from what I saw at first place and I've seen it back and you would have got a better view than me, Dylan Powers' goal. Mm-hmm. Peach. It was an absolute peach, yeah. <laughs> I think it even somehow, even though it was that far out, it, it almost wrong-footed the keeper. Huh? Didn't move. Uh, no, no, he was rooted. Absolutely rooted. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, I think we gave the ball away initially and then he was hanging about the edge of the box and he intercepted a pass. Mm kind of stepped inside and just curled absolute peach yeah. absolute peach but yeah Fox didn't even move for it mm. he can't bear <laughs> he wasn't a guy it yeah then got the tune on as eventually try to find it eventually yeah but then that's like I don't know how difficult your job is but you must say certain tunes lined up thinking right he might score like Shanklin's must be at the top of your list he might score he might score like Benji's is you bottom know, you all know his worse since squad number order oh and I'm usually doing it at the 24 mark. Yeah. So I had to go all the way up to the top to four. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but uh, that was a good goal. I've been waiting a while. Paul Reed texts me saying, You've been waiting a while to play that. I said, I've been waiting weeks. Yeah. Waiting weeks. No, it was, uh, it was a great strike. But he strikes me as the sort of person he's not going to score a shite goal. He's not going to score many goals, but he's never <laughs> in an area where you're like, Oh, there was a tap in mm. for Dylan Powers today. Nah, he's going to hit rakers. Yeah. There was uh, one of the chances as well. Is um, Shankland was obviously frustrated on Saturday, and, you know, feeding on kind of scraps. But mm. at one point, he was raging Ian Harks for Pat trying to pass them. Yeah, I was. What raging happened? At, I was raging at Ian Harks for trying to pass. You're usually raging up for tatting the duvet, but so because <laughs> you that's right in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. Surely you're thinking it's just a minute to that that net smash it. Yeah, because he it seemed. I mean, I've not seen it back, but at the time. There was a good wee bit of football. The ball fell to Harks, and it feel it felt like it just opened up, just hit it. Because if it had been Shankland, as sure as you shit doing the way, he's no passing that. He'll he'll be striking that probably into the back of the net. But Harks, I don't can. <laughs> but he, he had a no bad game yesterday. Yeah. I, I can't. I'm not throwing anybody under a bus. Again, it was better than what I seen against Dunfermline. Dunfermline you know. was dreadful. Yeah, like it's been a st- to, to anybody that's been. To the Dunfermline, the Air, and the Partick games. We commend each and every one of you. Yeah, hats off. I'm as daft as you, but it has slowly got better. Like if you've only been to the Partick game yesterday, you'll be thinking that's that's the best of the bunch. Seriously, yes, that is the best of the bunch. Uh, yeah, we we are badly out of form. On the face of it, we're set up far too cautiously. I'm sure there'll be a reason for it. Robbie Nielsen's far more qualified to talk about and pick football teams than I am, but I can I can only go on like my gut feeling. When I went back to the Heggy after the game with the old man and Martin, even though once again the results went for us, even though we were then 17 points ahead with like potentially 11, but I can't see. And the way the seasons went, Inverness will know when they two games in hand. They've got four games to play in the next... 11 days or something yeah so so we're 17 points ahead so we extended our lead yesterday and it wasn't a cause for thinking yes it was still 
then there was still a sense of that was just no good enough. Mm. It's got to be better. Just go for it because it's no it's no exciting to watch. It's it's turgid at times. It's just one win, four draws, and two defeats, and seven. Yeah, I mean this league, the, the league could have been one. Mm. There's only we've only got eight games left. We're seventeen points ahead. This league could have and arguably should have been done. Yeah, but here we are. I oh. think the biggest of that's seven points in the last twenty-one available. Because mm. if you double that, the league's won. Like yeah. mathematically, it's done. I, you know, we're. It should be an absolute procession. Yeah. But at the moment, it's a real slight jog that's going halfway wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, we are no sprinting. We are in this marathon. And it, we should have been, the whole season should have been like that. But it's felt a little bit like that since, and you've said it, is the, the Partick game mm-hmm. uh, in January. Yeah. Now, we are now two months later. Mm-hmm. And I think we're, you know, we've, we've obviously got the gap has went up, it's went down and whatever. But realistically, and thankfully, Ayr and Inverness have been, been just a, a shite. shite. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> a shite. You know, if there's a real challenger in there, like if Inverness maybe didn't sell two centre-halves in January or whatever, you might get a different result and really push you, and then we, our arse could have really fell out. But Yeah, but, but, uh, that, but then that's like, ifs, buts, and never yeah. going to be. So there's no point in thinking that way, but... The, the thing that jumps out to me is at the Partick game, like Glass started and Sporla started. And okay, that, that match itself, I remember back first 25 minutes, we we were not great. But then we got back into the game and we completely dominated it. Uh, and then it was the game after that, Glass and Sporla, they've, they've been seen, like well, they've, they've barely been seen since that. It was the Hibs game, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, why is that? What is, what is the issue with that? I think, I think Watson got took out the defence around about that time as well for a few games and okay he wasn't great yesterday but you know it's like we've tampered with things that didn't need tampered with I mean you kind of tell me like what if, what did you say we've got seven points from the last 21 yeah so you kind of tell me and even people that are no massive fans of Declan Glass or Chris Mochrie or whomever else if we had played these guys to get them these these last few games our results wouldn't have been any worse no way I refuse to believe our results would have been worse if we had played a couple of youngsters. It just wouldn't have happened. No, in my opinion, anyway. But we've went we we've went we boys that are out of position, out of form. Just like the knock-on effect is that it's for whatever reason there's a lack of confidence. Like if Partick, if if Partick yesterday had a scored when Brian Graham was through, I think the crowd might have been can know the nicest. I'm not saying I would have completely turned. I mean, there was booing at the end, which isn't a great, but again, I get it. I mean, I, I, I've, I've said it many times. I'm no somebody that sits in boos or stands in boos or whatever, but I can understand it. It's frustrating to watch. You know, we this should have been like a, a celebratory season because we've been that good. We went on that nine-game winning streak, which has essentially won us the league, I think. Uh, and it should have just been... Certainly made this podcast easier. <laughs> yeah, but it should have just been fun and laughter all the way to the end of the season. Yeah. But as it is, it's just about a slog. It was, nine, it was nine wins in a row and we barely conceded a goal. Yeah, and the goals that we did concede, we bloody scored them. <laughs> there was that, yeah. Morton and Alloa. Just a piss we goalkeeper off, so he couldn't have bit him as his old record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall at that time, you know, it was 11 wins out of 12. There was just a cup final 
draw defeat. Yeah. So that, that, that wee run, which is as obviously it's massively important and that can't be forgotten about, but that, that run itself has, is what's won us this league. Because apart from that, we're just much of the much of a muchness with everybody else. Eight games to go. Mm. So on calculations, if uh, everyone's winning, we need four wins. Yeah. To be mathematical. I, I don't even think we need four wins. No, I don't. Well, the question is, where's the bloody win coming from? I, I'm, um, I've said for weeks, I'm no first, but because I'm going up to Inverness and I'm staying over. <laughs> uh, you want it to be then? I'm hoping it's Inverness. 10th of April. So, uh, like it to be done by then. It's a hardship, this. Come yeah, on. Well, yeah, <laughs> get us over the line. Yeah, well, why not? Why yeah. not? Just get it done pronto, but... Yeah, if it was up there, then that'd be that'd be class. I'd be able to have a few beers. The eight games remaining: it's Morton away, Aloe at home, Arbroath away, Queen South at home, Inverness away, Dunfermline at home, Dundee away, Air at home. Yeah, is what they are. So it's it's the away home balance. Well, well, looking at that, then there's a good chance that'll be before Inverness, mm. and including the Friday night residency. Yeah, which we uh, we go into. Uh, it's four out of five games on mm. the Friday night, on the Dunfermline games, the the home one. Yeah, um, yeah Morton, Morton, and Arbroath, and Queen of the South are the next four games. Mm-hmm. You would like to think Morton, <laughs> they've they not had a wee bit of form though. I know they they drew yesterday with Arbroath, but we struggled the other week to beat them, and they're not bad at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's still Morton. We, we should we uh, we will comfortably be favourites going into the match but well, the, if we set up the way we've set up the last few weeks up that's going to be far from an easy game do you want the form table yeah, the last six matches they're near the top uh, Dufferman are top with Arbroath with 11 points at their last uh, six games so three three wins two draws and a defeat uh, then it's Morton yeah. Air United and them up the road uh, on nine, we've got nine points out of the last six, uh, and then it's Aloha and Inverness with seven, us with six, Partick with three, and Queen is out with three. Yeah. So, even if it remains, that's how teams pick up the points. You know, it's still not enough for the two of them to do anything. No, but it just feels a bit like a bit of a slog. Yeah, at the moment, it's it's taken the wind out my sails a little bit. Mm. Even though I would have accepted at the start of the season winning the league by any means necessary. Winning it with a dodgy goal, disputed offside goal on the last day of the season in the last minute after somebody's left nut, I wouldn't have cared. Yes. But as it is, because we were, what was the record? We were 21, 24 points ahead at one point or mm-hmm. 21 points ahead at some point. It just feels like, God, what would then? We're frittering this away. <laughs> just keep keep the foot to the flare. Yeah. Just keep going at it. Just set up to attack. If we, our players are better than majority of players in this league if we set up our team to attack we're going to win way more than we'll lose mm. but but what I'm seeing when I'm going to the games we aren't set up to attack we're set up to maybe attack now and again but let's keep it tight at the back to hell with that let's go and win games 4-3 5-4 4-2 whatever 6-2 or you know it's a decent scoreline to win by it's no bad so yeah the wins are we boot myself but I'm still upbeat because my beloved team will be winning the league this year. Just know as beautifully as I thought they were going a couple of weeks back. Um, I'll put you on the spot mm-hmm. for a man of the match. Sponsors gave it to Benji. Two good saves. Yeah. Good looking boy. Might have been some people really wanted to get close to him for a might, photo. Might Who knows? Been, might have been. Who would your years been? Uh, 
Hmm. It's a good question. Hmm. That's why I asked that. Yeah. Because I also don't really have the answer. No, I'm thinking one of the Americans. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I know which one you're going to side with. You do. But, uh, you know. Yeah, the one that I'm hoping stays here night in Inverness in a few <laughs> weeks. But anyway, uh, yeah, I would, I would probably say Harks. Yeah. He, I thought he was our best player the first half. And he was all right second half. So, yeah. And an average performance, I thought he was probably the, the best of the bunch. Uh, so next week, away to Morton. So mm. you can taste the best pie. The saltiest pie in Scottish <laughs> football. Martin Gordon. Yes, sausage. Um, you're going. Yeah. Uh, how's your record down there? <laughs> it's no, it's not too bad. I've saw a few wins and I've saw a draw and I've saw a defeat. So yeah, it's not too bad. It's an absolute armpit of a football ground, though. It really is. It is pretty miserable it, it is trapped in the 1950s <laughs> so if you are needing a kick before you go to that game get it before you get in the ground because you'll do well <laughs> uh, this season one all with them mm-hmm. a 2-1 win there and a 6-0 pumping of them in September yeah which seems a real distant memory mm-hmm. of uh, of such um Pollock was excellent that day. Yes. Because I've not been overly complimentary about Mr. Pollock the last few weeks because, in my opinion, he seems to be completely out of form and almost completely undroppable as well. He always seems to get his way back in the team for whatever reason. Uh, so I don't know if he's fully fit or what, but there have there have been games this season when he has performed quite well, but just no recently. Shanklin scored in the first minute in that game. He got his hat track. And Mullen got two and Logan Chalmers scored. Logan Chalmers. Mm, yeah. We'll get to him. The team that day was Benji, Liam Smith, Adrian Spurla, Reynolds, Big Troizo, Paul Watson, Paul McMullen, Peter Pollock, Calm Butcher, Ian Harks, and El Shanko himself. Yeah. So. <sighs> it's not a nice place to go when no. you're known for them. Greenock in general. <laughs> To any uh, United fans from Greenock, that's not aimed at you. And if uh, if you think it was, you can uh, message me. at <laughs> Boy McNichol. Um, down there, it's it's been okay over the seasons. Actually, I'm, I'm paper on the cracks. It's been pretty shite, to be honest. Well. It's not been great. Uh, 2-1 win. Uh, it was a Tuesday night in December mm-hmm. uh, when we went down there uh, this season. Yeah. Uh, Lee Apare and uh, Shankland on the score sheet and Liam Smith scored yes he did <laughs> and that was the United played alright that night actually it should have been a lot more comfortable than it was uh, and that was after the game they came over and they threw their tops into the crowd as well uh, hmm so yeah after a certain again, top eh? yeah well, maybe, maybe <laughs> you know but it's a, it's, a, it's it's a game it's maybe an away from home is where we you know just get into them, start well. I think the crowd will still be okay. I think yeah. the, the away support are... Seven or eight hundred, I think. Probably been booked up for weeks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Making a weekend of it, but let's just get a win. Let's just get back to winning ways. Yeah. Let's just go for it in what is a horrible stadium place and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can't imagine that the pitch is going to be great through there. Mm. Uh, just because, the, obviously, the West Coast been battered weather-wise as well, and it's not the best pitch to begin with, so... 
yeah, if if we didn't perform very well or if we struggle, then that might get wheeled out as well. It's a difficult place to come. The pitch is this, the pitch is that. Let's just try and go for it. Uh, the, the last week, well, Morton drew at Arbroath this weekend. The Inverness beat them during the week. And then they uh, they beat Queen in the South, they beat Ayr, and then they had four uh, draws, including the uh, four-all with Aloha, which sounded like a cracker of a game. Mm-hmm. And um, that was on the back of, I think it was four draws in a row, three of them at home. Uh, and it started with uh, the draw at Tanadice. Yeah. So they, they, they've picked up a little bit of form, but we should certainly not go there fearing anything, obviously, and, and should, go all out be for fearing it. anything no. this season at all. No, just a salty pie. Well, I wouldn't even fear that. Just dodge it. <laughs> Just get the curry sauce and chips. So that's uh, that is next week. Mm. Uh, pre-match yesterday. Pre-match was exceptional. So on Friday, so I texted you on Friday and said, you'll never guess. And I did. Who's on the park? And you sent me, you obviously went to your, either your secret stash or Google Images <laughs> and sent me a picture of him. And then the club stuck out it was a tweet because I didn't know if they were putting it out because yeah. I know some week they haven't which has been quite cool uh, and then they put it out and I had to turn my notifications off me too so thanks to everyone who tagged us in it yeah no, it was it was great it was fantastic I've not seen the great man for years uh, so Alan Main of course was the uh, Tangerine 50 guest so I was looking into some of the stats as well uh, join us for £8,000 Back in 86, uh, played a part in the squad in the uh, Youth Cup final uh, run in 87, spent nine years at the club, mostly under Jim McLean, picked up a runners-up medal in the Scottish Cup in a game he was definitely fouled in, mm-hmm. in 91. Uh, and then he had the serious back injury, which actually stopped him making his Scotland debut. That's right. And then uh, missed out in the Scottish Cup final when old Guido had stepped in. 187 appearances total. He was inducted in the Hall of Fame in uh, 2013. And, you know, I didn't have to say it. Everyone knows how to say his name. Yeah, but you were getting called out. I was getting yeah. called out, but sometimes you just have to remain professional. Yeah. And uh, not just go about screaming, Alan Main. It might have thrown uh, the man himself. <laughs> he might have looked at the, the, the Tannoy announcer boy thinking, what did he just say? <laughs> but uh, yeah, and we also got sent a video from, was it Daniel? Daniel Glenn. Yes. Uh, so... Yeah, Daniel, you're up on a stocking charge come Monday, buddy, because you're filming me yeah. as I'm basking in the euphoria of seeing my hero again. Yeah, there's also the a time great of photo of you caught in the act, and I ain't even your dad's pissing himself laughing yeah, behind yeah. you. Yes, because he's a prick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Man, can I enjoy seeing his hero, eh? Yeah. Yeah. For a manager's knee replacement, he looked all right. He did. Uh, a big hairy fist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, big hairy fist. Yeah. Looks like he's put on a couple of pounds for the, the football career finished, but, you know, haven't we all? Uh, yeah, the globe blossoming football in Carilla well, was born in 67, so that makes um 52, 53. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just older than you then. He's always oh, a good 20-year-old than me, then. <laughs> good 20 years. Um, but yeah, and like you said, you've said it a few times, one of your heroes back in the... Uh, yeah, definitely. Back in the day. Love him. Uh <laughs> So for people saying get him on the podcast, I would probably be lifted <laughs> after it. So that, that might happen, it might not happen. We'll uh, see. Made his last appearance in the 94-95 uh, season, but I think we, we mentioned it yesterday, mentioned it, very much a fan favourite for a lot of people. Yeah, I think just because he was a character, not because he was like the greatest goalie in the world, he was a 
definitely a half decent goalie, but mm. just his interaction with the fans and he was just he was just a big daft goalie, really. He was he was good fun. Like I I kind of gravitated towards him just because of his antics yeah. on the pitch. He enjoyed like it he yesterday, great. didn't he? He loved he it. Certainly yeah. enjoyed it. He loved it, yeah. Which was uh, great to see. So and it's one thing I've really enjoyed this season is the um the Tom Cairns. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, sorry. The <laughs> Tom Cairns bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. You know, and it would have been, because I think uh, I asked you guys uh, after the, when we were doing the one for the Inverness game and I wasn't there and I think David Dodds mm. loved it. You he know, did. so yeah. it's been quite, so they, they, they've been really good. Mm-hmm. They've been really, really good. So hopefully we can get an, an, an our good, what, four home games left so we can get a couple of really good ones. Yeah. Jim McIntyre will be the, uh, oh no, it's away. That would have been amazing. We could still do it. Yeah, we could still do it. Just, just bring them. Just mark them the mascot or something. <laughs> Come out in a United strip. Wave to the dairy. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> but four, there's four games left, so hopefully we're getting our four good... And you know what? It's, it, it's all the difference. You know, John Daly, who's recent to mm-hmm. an Almain, to David Dodds. Willie Pettigrew. Pe- Willie Pettigrew. Pettigrew. You know, and what, what, I've, what I've quite liked about him as well, with him, is actually... Going in and doing the, a little bit. I mean, you, you might not believe it, but I put that stuff together myself for the Arab Archive and the United website and stuff. So, but just going in and reading these wee bits has mm-hmm. been great, you know. Because I always knew Alan May was a goal. I didn't know he was at the club for nine years. I yeah. know he started early. And he played a couple of seasons. He done like four, over forty games a season and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you get read into it, I'm going. That's what. And I was going to save it if you ever did appear on this podcast. And I've said it many times. I've scored against them. And I'll be sure to tell them that. Yeah. You know. You'll uh, you'll not remember that, obviously. Oh, it was a peach. Because conceded that many goals. <laughs> right in front of the shed. You'll remember. <laughs> telling you. Milked it. So Alan Main was our uh, Tangerine 50 legend uh, on Saturday, which was uh, which was good fun. It was good fun. Um, what's going on elsewhere at the old club? Well, there wasn't much, uh, if I'm being honest, when I'm doing all the, these notes pre-podcast. So the further reserves, there was no game last week, uh, but they do travel to face Killy on Monday, according to the website. Yeah, again, the day that this podcast comes out. Uh, so good luck to them. The under-18s, similar to the reserves, uh, the young lads never had a match last week, but they too are off to the West Coast this coming Friday, the 13th, where they will face St Myrne, the women's team. Last week, the women's team defeated Queen's Park in the Premier League Cup 5-2. The goals were scored by Ellie J. Reid, Danny McGinley and a hat-trick from Tammy Harkin. This weekend, uh, today as we are recording, the ladies are off to Hamilton for another Premier League Cup group match. Uh, it's a 5pm kickoff, which I thought was quite late. Maybe it's live on Sky, I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, the Community Trust, the Dundee United Community Trust over 60s walking football team are taking part in a tournament on Monday, the day this podcast comes out, through at Torrey Glen Football Centre in Glasgow. So good luck to Steve Ross and the rest of the team in that. Uh, we'll try and provide an update next week as to how they got on. So Steve, if you hear this, mind and send that message <laughs> that you said you were going to send. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. The Loan Report. Cammy Smith played 77 minutes for Dundalk on Friday as his current team won 4-0 away to Finn Harps. No world-class volleys this week and Cammy never managed to get on the score sheet either. Nice team name though. Finn Harps, ah, they yeah. must have transferred their whole team for the Scottish Lowland League. Like that, <laughs> I'll eh? that. It's a belter on them. Uh, this, the strange case of Logan Chalmers continued yesterday when he once again saw no action as Arbroath won a point away to Morton. 
he did at least make it onto the bench this week, but I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not really sure how shipping him out to a team that's no playing him is going to help his development. No, uh, it's a bit of a head scratcher, and the way that we've been playing ourselves, I'd, I'd have been of a mind to keep him. And he'd been on the team. Well, if no on the team, certainly on the bench, you would think. Yeah. But uh, what do I know? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Ross Graham continued his good form uh, as he once more played the full 90 minutes for Elgin as they defeated Stirling Albion 3-1 to move into the playoff places in League 2. Adam King and Jake Davidson were once again together in the middle of midfield for Queen's Park as Ray McKinnon's boys drew 0-0 away to Stenhouse Muir. Jake played the whole match and Adam played 76 minutes. Archie Mikkelsen continued his lone spell up at Cove by getting the last 8 minutes of their 3-2 win over Brechin. Josh Donaldson played the full 90 for Civil Service Strollers on Saturday and he never conceded seven this week. You'll be happy to know. Uh, They drew one all with Bonnie Rig Rose. Just looking for a good in. He never got pumped this week. (laughs) Sam Wardrop played the full 90 minutes for Dumbarton as they went down 2-0 to Clyde. Clyde's goals were scored by David Goodwillie and John Rankin. He's just back for injury, John Rankin. He's tap off and got booked. Is that right? Yeah, I wonder. I've seen the body on I, I would, I would know where it up. Oh, jeez. I would know, would know where it up. Uh, there was no game for Berwick, as far as I can see. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just Alassane Jones that's elusive, it's his health team that's elusive. <laughs> uh, what is it with that man? What is it with him? Ah, I don't know, So Berwick might have had a game. Alassane might have been brilliant, might have played. But if, if it happened, I couldn't see it. Uh, Nathan Cooney. Couldn't I get an update on Nathan Cooney at Carnoustie, but I do know that the Carnoustie match was uh, abandoned in the second half due to a quite horrendous injury to young Harvey Daly, who was previously with us and is obviously a Christian's young lad. Uh, so although he's no part of the loan report, do wish him well in his recovery. Uh, and that's the loan report. The only thing worth mentioning is uh, our buddy Tommy Mackay. Like he's had a bit of a hard time out recently. He's been in, in and out of hospital uh, and Tommy's a good Arab like myself and Euron and like the, the millions that listen to this podcast each and every week uh, and we, we certainly would like to wish Tommy to get back to health a lot a lot sooner and we'll definitely get you on the podcast as well when you're when you're back up to full speed so good luck getting back to fitness mate indeed Tommy uh, I just want to mention before we go into uh, on this day uh, so there was a nice update this week on the uh, United website uh, about the kilt walk and the fundraising and everything uh, and everything I went to and obviously you you, you did it in uh, 2019 and they are now looking for people to sign up for 2020 uh, to kind of support some of the, the current basically if people don't know uh, the money some of the money that was raised was spent into supporting Dundee United Para Football Club the Girls Academy some of the school based activities Tiny Tangerines uh, the walking sports, that's football and netball and stuff like that. But so so now they've turned their attention to raising it for the Kilt Walk 2020. Um, so they are now recruiting Team DUCT 2020. They've obviously thought that name through and went, that's all, call it. And they're committed to taking part in all four Kilt Walks across the year, which is Aberdeen, Dundee, Edinburgh and Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Um, led to believe there are people that have signed up for all four 
I believe so, yeah. <laughs> that Michael Malone for the Community Trust, he's been trying to get me to do all four, but I don't think that's happening, Michael, so stop pestering us. <laughs> so basically, Team DUCT members can take part in one of the events, a combination of all four, uh, and the Community Trust will cover the sign-up fee. All the fundraisers will provide, I'll get a T-shirt, and they will try and support with Kilt Hire as well, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Uh, for 2020, the fundraising focus will still be the festive Friends Christmas Day meal but the more funds that raise the better uh, we can do in the local community if you would like to take part in any of the kilt walks or get any more information or whatever if you head to the website it's dundeeunitedct.co.uk or you can email michael.malone at dundeeunitedct.co.uk and if you're uh, able to do all four of them just say you're signing up because Paul winner to do all four so yeah um, but you you, you, I'm going to say you enjoyed it yeah. but I'll probably I'll probably do it again this year. You've heard it now, Michael. He's in. Yeah, but not all four. <laughs> and the reason for that is, if I've done one or if I've done all four, I don't I don't see that I'm going to raise any more money. Yeah. So there's no point in yeah. taking four hell days. If MD's listening to this, maybe come at the podcast a bit late because this was really early mm. in the podcast uh, as it was it was going. How did you find it? It was it was fine. Like, but I put in a lot of. A lot of work. Like I, I'd done a lot of hours of walking and mm. walking and walking, as as you know, on the Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings. So I, I, I still don't like to call it training because I'm only out there walking the streets. Uh, but I think you've got to do that yeah. because if you dinner, you'll probably still manage to do the kilt walk, but you'll be in absolute agony. You'll have blisters galore. You'll limp over that line mm. a wee bit like our title run just now. <laughs> uh, whereas I felt I felt all right. That wasn't too bad. But it's it's good fun. It's for a great cause. Uh, there's people of all ages, shapes, size, fitness levels that took part in it and completed it. Uh, and I mean, if, if if for nothing else, challenge yourself to do it. You know, it's it's no easy. It takes a number of hours. I'm not sure what what I took seven hours or whatever, but I'll try and beat that this year. And uh, f- from St Andrews, give us a quick run down the route. St Andrews to you go from St Andrews all the way along to. Bridge, and you go swing by Lookers, and then you head through the the woods. Is I that said. where it's like the Imperial March when you're single file? Uh, Do you say it's you like you are single file at the first bit, <laughs> and yeah. it feels a bit like what's yeah. going on here? Do, 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 do. <laughs> but uh, it's the one will get sued now. Just yes, that's all right. And then you go through. I, no, last year I got it wrong. I said Temple and Woods. It's no, it's Tents Muir. Yeah, yeah but remember, I also said it and didn't correct you. Yeah. <laughs> so you go through Tents Muir, and then you you end up in Tapeport, and that's the halfway point. Mm-hmm. So you could see the finish line for there, and that was the only <laughs> point when I thought, "What am I doing this for?" Because the rain came on. It was absolutely pissing down. I was soaked. It was blowing a hoolie. Wasn't it? it was blowing a hoolie. I was in a mild huff. <laughs> And I was looking over the tape thinking, I've still got 13 miles to go. This is shite. What am I doing this for? I'll just invite people of mine on Christmas Day. I'll feel better about it that way. And then uh, you, you walk through there towards the bridge. And then when you get across the bridge, you just it's a straight line mm. right through to Moneyfeath. Money yeah. yeah, that's where he finishes. Yeah, that's where he finishes, yeah. So it was great. Met some good people. Uh, a good laugh usually through the whole thing. There's a couple of bits that are boring. You just say it again. Get in with a good crowd. Keep your spirits up. Yeah, so, unfortunately for you, you didn't. Huh? <laughs> well, I'll say no more. Those are stragglers. Yeah. Well, because um, um, my uh, Paul Fraser's 
seriously thinking about it. And yeah, he I, should do it. He's emailed, he has emailed Mike on, I've said, do it. And it's said, a great speak thing. to yourself or yeah. whatever and get. Uh, but I think it is. But I think one thing you always said was you have to really put the miles. And I know yes. some people do it without that and maybe just get away with it or yeah. know, halfway they're going, I'm done. Yeah. But you did, I mean, seriously put in yeah. the miles I've started, for it. I've started already. I was out last week with Big Andy Crichton, who never made any tray bake or anything for a so disappointing Andy what the hell you need the sugar to get your round surely exactly well that's what I would have thought you know but there was none of that so uh, yeah I'll get out again this week maybe do a couple of walks this week but uh, yeah it was nine miles that I, that I done last week and I'll I'll try and build that up slowly but surely yeah yeah so are you going to be working it again I hope so because it was mm. good fun yeah I, was... I think yeah, I think you bought me a beer at the end of it probably or you stole somebody's beer and gave it to us but it's more than but either way i was grateful it's more than likely <laughs> i was grateful for that no, it, was, it was good yeah it was good really good atmosphere and stuff and it, it i think it's something because i was speaking to him I, I can't remember we were out last week myself and fraser and he mentioned he was seriously thinking about doing it and i said if i had the time and it's not an excuse thing mm. but if i had time to put aside to walk six seven eight nine miles to train mm. <clears throat> then I would seriously look into it yeah. as long as I wasn't being required to work at it. Yeah. Uh, but I also remember, uh, <laughs> I remember how I felt that Sunday morning hanging out my arse mm-hmm. from being at the Foo Fighters the night before. Yeah, I was there as well. Yeah, yeah, but you were sensible. Yeah. <laughs> I was not sensible. <laughs> and I f- just remember that feeling going, fuck, I done that the day. So yeah, it's something, but um, I would quite like to do a little bit work with the community trust this year as a way of helping as much as I could because yeah. I think they do a lot of good stuff and I'm always quite grateful to get involved with stuff. If they ever ask anything, I'll do it yeah. uh, within reason. You know, I've said that before to people and it's not got me in good good times. <laughs> so I would like to do some stuff and if I allowed, I would, I would help. I'd love to help on Christmas Day and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's brilliant. But if you want any more info on it, um, Dundee United CT on Twitter. Uh, go to the website, dundeeunitedct.co.uk or you can email michael.malone at dundeeunitedct.co.uk. Nice one. On this day, in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006, five games for you this week, three of them against St Murn, plus a match against Hibs, and we're dished out a pumping in the Highlands. Yes. Strap yourself in. 1985 is where we begin. Scottish Cup quarterfinal away to the Buddies, but by a travelling support of well over 3,000. United uh, won the tie comfortably, despite being reduced to 10 men almost immediately after half-time. Richard Goff opened the scoring, followed by a Davy Dodds double. Eamon Bannon added the fourth. The match finished 4-1. Who was sent off? You'd have thought that. Hero. Luggy. Luggy was sent off. off. 46th minute, yeah, right after half time. Must have been mistaken identity. <sighs> Somebody probably pulled his socks up or something. <laughs> uh, Love Street again in 1991, this time on League Business. Dan Jackson goal was enough to get the win. Uh, Saints had a United connection in their team. Former Arabs, Kevin McGowan, Alan Irvin, and Paul Kinnaird. Yep, he was all right. No, is this a Chris Myers thing? No, no, he was he was a winger, Paul Kinnaird. Is that right? I don't remember. Nothing special. 600 Arabs travelled to Easter Road in 2003, but found themselves uh, 1-0 down after just a few minutes until Agent McIntyre yes. scored in the 69th minute. There's a joke in there someplace. Uh, the goal set up by Jim Parson, 
who was making his hundredth appearance on that day. I wonder how many stepovers he completed before setting that bar. At least three. Got it. At least three. Our final match against St Mirren this week was 2013. It was away from home, but not a love streak this time at the new St Mirren Park. Mm-hmm. It's not an understatement when I say it's one of the most dour first halves I've ever seen. It was shite. Second didn't get much better, right? The game ended nil nil. Three players made their United debut in this game. Rory Boulding started the game. He went on to have nine appearances. And he had a goal. I just seem to remember it being... No, it not been that important. You know the, the funny thing about it is? It was just against the top six. Yeah. We celebrated like we won the World Cup. I think that that goal, though, like I'm not sure who all knew that, but that goal was vitally important for United as a club. Oh, I huge. Think financially. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or that might have been different. <laughs> yes. Shit, shit might have got real. <laughs> <laughs> yes, could have been the shit show a lot earlier than yeah, we were. I think so. Uh, so Rory Bolden, right? I made his debut. Uh, appearing from the bench were Robert Thompson, who now plays for Morton. Mm. Was it Morton? He, he's kicking about in the lower leagues. He played for Aloha. Aloha. Yeah, yeah. He's Does been he still play for Aloha. He might. Who knows? Yeah, who cares? Can't mind. Yeah. Our archive's going to tell you where they're at now. So, you know, um, he had two sub, sub appearances in total and no goals. And also in this game, we had the only sighting from the bench Jones. for about 20 minutes. Oh, he might, might be more elusive. <laughs> Marcus Tornstrand. Correct. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm... Yes. Magnus Tornstrand might be not the right pronunciation, <laughs> but it wouldn't be... Uh, wouldn't be the only thing I've pronounced wrong, <laughs> especially when Mr. Bo Jungles come off the bench yesterday for Partick. Well, <laughs> threw us off every place. <laughs> so, uh, Margaret's turn start is only sighting, played for about 20 minutes, and I've never seen him again. That's close to the airport, is it? Mm, probably just bailed. Probably, probably. Uh, and our final one, we dished out a pumper in the Highlands. Oh, yes, we did. It was a brilliant performance in the Scottish Cup quarter final against Cali Thistle. It was one of the most enjoyable Scottish Cup days since the final of 2010, added to the memory bank. A double for Big Mad Nads, a penalty for the Pint of Piss, and second half goals from GMS and Stretch Armstrong won the match 5 0 in 2014. Who did we get in the semi-final? I think there was quite, quite a neutral venue for that, wasn't it? It was quite fair yeah, after I, that one. I can't remember. Mm. Uh, that's your Arab Archive uh, supporting us in our on this day. Were you, were you up in Inverness that day? Because um, that was that was on TV as well, I'm sure. I'm sure that was live on telly. I was, but I can't say I remember much yeah. after the third goal. That was class. Yeah. That was a brilliant day up there. That's the only... I think that's the only time I've been to Inverness for a game. Yeah. Th- oh, no. Well, in a roundabout way, I've been at Inverness Ross County Derby about 15 years ago. Didn't ask. Um, but that was a... Yeah, I don't... I think I remember... I remember it about half time. I'm not sure I remember them. I yeah. don't remember GMS or Armstrong. I had to watch it on our archive this week yeah. to remember the goals. No, so. that was a great day. Big Man Nas was brilliant yeah, that day. Great day, yeah. yeah. And they, but their keeper made an absolute ersa <laughs> end of the goals as well. What's wrong with that? Nothing, absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I think I'm pretty sure on the, the telly that you see Paul Riley as well at the oh, Nadir's goals. 
can't mind what end. Maybe when the keeper marks an air shot. You see, he missed the goal yesterday because he was, he was buying a hot dog. Uh, he missed power two school. hot dogs. <laughs> no change out of ten or Just for himself. Yeah. Probably chilli cheese, though. Probably. There's no chilli or cheese. Um, one tedious mention for a birthday today. Mm-hmm. It's not a player. It's linked to you. And it's not your own man, but we'll we'll throw Martin under a bus just before we finish. Yeah. Uh, today, as we record this Sunday, it's Freddie Prince Jr.'s birthday. Is that right? <laughs> You're lookalike. Now that's going to throw a lot of people. They're not going to understand that. <laughs> Big Barry McHugh, he'll get it. <laughs> Freddie Prince, well, happy birthday, Freddie. <laughs> we'll cut the long story short. Barry says that... Uh, a drunken Barry said. <laughs> Paul... And Freddie Prince Jr. may have been separated above. <laughs> right, uh, before we finish, uh, a wee mention, birthday, your old man, the big 6-0. Yeah, I should have mentioned it last week because his birthday was on Monday when we were saying like it's so-and-so's birthday and yeah. I completely forgot to remember the old man's birthday. So happy birthday, Dad. He was 60 last week. He had a surprise party last night. How surprised? Oh, he came out, he's a bit of a prick. He's like, ah... <laughs> Uh, I, I thought something was up. Uh, I was like, no, nah, you didn't. <laughs> no, nah, you had no idea. Yeah. So stop pretending good. that you did. Good. Uh, so it was it was a good night. Like the Heggy crew were there. Uh, and it was marooned at this this particular point. I'd just been dancing to whatever nonsense was. I was pulled up on the dance floor for Katie. The Katie who's gave a wee picture this week no, as well. Uh, so I was dancing with Katie. And it was marooned. So I'll go and get Sue, her gin. <laughs> Pink pint gin, of pink gin, a pint of pink pint. gin, and Martin. You just want a lager like myself, so I got them. Boom! Put two pints bang on the table. Martin shifts his body about an inch, copes the hell bloody table, and back up at the bar three seconds later. Can I get another two pints, please, and a mop? He then goes to the toilet to dry himself off because he's kind of left a puddle, but he's also wearing about three quarters of a pint down his left leg. So I never saw this scene. But he did come out the toilet and and retell it. So he's he's in there and he's performing an act that can only be described as looking like he's humping the hand dryer. And somebody comes in and recognises him, saying, "Are you Bob Gordon's son?" So I don't care what that says about Martin or his extracurricular activities and or his technique, toilets or his technique. You know, or his technique. I'm not I'm not really sure. And he never even got his breeks dried. So. <laughs> He was still cutting a bit with a map of Africa on his oh, jeans that night. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but uh, how's, how's, how's the, the hangovers today? Everyone all right? I'm good. Yeah, Martin's working. So and I've not seen the old man. Well, there you go. Probably yeah. tells its own tale. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Happy birthday. And then uh, just out. Uh, your son should have mentioned that last week. But there we go. Right. That's it. Episode 37's done. Done. Which has been... It's just my age. No jokes. Five right? years until I get there. <laughs> we were laughing at. Get on with it. We, 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 before, before we hit record today, we were working out what the last episode is because I think we've said this before, we will take a slight break over Christmas. But, uh, Christmas? What? What? Holy, holy shit. <laughs> uh, we will take a slight break over the summer because, well, we need it. <laughs> and um, so the plan, all going well, uh, is we will have the episode after the air game and then we'll have another episode the following week and we will dish out the uh, Dode Fox podcast 
Player of the Year awards, uh, which I've just told Paul about, as I've told you. Uh, and then that'll kind of be us. And uh, we worked out that'll be episode uh, 40... It's more than that. 46. 46. 46, yeah. 46. So that's more your age. Uh, no, no, still still a wee bit away from that. Let's not be a prick, Grant, or we'll not get to 46. No. Um, so, yeah, so that that's kind of the aim for that. We would just like to uh, take it well over that line before that. Um, but mm. it's been episode 37, it's done and dusted. What do you reckon for next week then before we wrap it up? Win, draw, loss? I mean, the head. Or I can't, mind, I can't even work this out now. We, we, we need to win. We need to get a win. Mm. Depending on what other results happen, if they drop and we get another point, it's another point. But we need to get a win. Get a bit of playing confidence back as well. Yeah, get, get our swagger back. Get the fans on side. Yeah, and get Shanklin's down as big as gold out three games. Yeah. Sell him. That's yeah. that's knocked at least half a million off him now. He's Possibly six million. Possibly. Yeah, we need a win. We definitely need to get a win. <sighs> Is point good enough? No, really. If Aaron Inverness didn't pick up, it's okay. Mm. But it's it's a it's a ugh, you're you're you've got a gun to my head, and I'm telling you, it's okay. I'm no yeah. over the moon about it. I'm just wanting a better performance. Yeah. Well, obviously, you want some points as well, but just if we can go with some sort of attacking intent rather than a let's no lose the game intent, then I'll be a wee bit more happier than I've been the day. Yeah, which is kind of the aim of it. But yeah, listen, we can. Uh, we can only do what we've got to do. Mm-hmm. We can back a team and hopefully, you know, they, they reward with a performance. And, you know, it's like anything. If we go for it all out attack and we get beat 1-0, at least we've, went, we've really went for it. You know, it's when it's a wee bit turgid, it's a wee bit shitey, you know, and then Arbroath score and you go, Phew. but at the end of the day, we weren't a great. Yeah. At least if you go for it right and you have 10 shots at goal, you hit the bar, the post, and then... They've got a boy that's sclafting in for 10 yards. It's nobody's fault. I think you can kind of take that on board. But yeah, we need to get back to winning ways a bit more positivity. But you know what? It it just feels a bit of a a crawl at the minute. And yeah. I would have liked us to be... Sprint. Running over the line we were tap off. Yep. You know, but it is what it is. Mm. But yeah, episode 37. Done and dusted. In the bag. We're off to morning, but episode 38 next week. Have a great week if you've got any comments. As always, uh, just do get in touch on the social media. We're at Dode Fox Podcast. And if you can leave us a wee uh, rating and a review on Apple Podcast, it does really help. 